Wow. <laughs> are you taking it all in? Well, you're from I, England. What, are you, do you still live in England? Yeah, yeah, I still live in... Um, I grew up in Peckham, southeast London. Okay. And now I live in a place called Elephant Castle. Yeah. Elephant Castle? Yeah, really? Elephant Castle. <laughs> it's literally a place with one big, horrible shopping center. For real? Yeah. So imagine a mall in Skid Row, and the best thing in there is a CVS. <laughs> We don't have a to pink, imagine, a big, we just elephant. walked down a block, yeah. <laughs> elephant cat, well, 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 welcome to Los Angeles, as yeah. we call it here. Yeah, and it's amazing the accent that you do on the show, because you really seem like you're an American. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, uh, well, that was the object, I guess, that was yeah. your intention. How did you do that so well? Wow, so um, I have um, a dialect coach, his name's Dub C. Okay. And he's from um, Westside Connection. He raps with... Oh, the rapper. Okay. Yeah, real uh -huh. OG. Okay. And it was amazing. <laughs> That's your dialect coach? I know, right? So <laughs> you could understand I was petrified all the time. <laughs> so I was staying downtown where they put me, uh -huh. and he called me up, and he was like, yeah, what's up? It's Dub C. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be your dialect coach. They want to call me a damn dialect coach. Anyway, I'm downstairs. This is me. What? He's like, yeah, come downstairs. I'm like, how do you know where I live? He's like, don't worry about it, homie. Ain't nothing but a cheap thing. Click. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a gangster waiting for me downstairs. So I get down there. Oh, you did go down, okay. Yeah, I went down yeah, there. Next time, down. don't go down. Yeah. <laughs> so I get there, and he's like, a real blacked-out car and stuff, and... He's like, what's up, little homie? Jump in, we rolling. <laughs> I'm like, okay, my South Central for Dummies booklet says we rolling means drive by, okay. <laughs> so I get in the car and thank God it wasn't a drive by. Oh, we're driving, yeah, we're driving out Crenshaw and he takes me to this restaurant called Popeyes. Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been to Popeyes before. Do you know Popeye the cartoon character? No, I don't Oh, know. you don't know, even know Popeye, huh? I didn't know anything. I didn't know if it was we were going to eat pasta, chicken. I had no idea. It's chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that like, we're driving there, and I'm like, what's Popeye? He's like, man, don't ask no stupid-ass questions. <laughs> Dip it in the honey. Dip it in the honey. Wow. What's up? What's happening? Crazy. Everything looks great, bro. Life's good. Life's good. How's everything on your end? Way up there. Sam, I'm like Manhattan. It's not even way up there. You're like Maybe outside. You're like out. Like outside of the five boroughs, so way up. Niggas that always move out of New York City always want. No, nah, I, I'm still not. No, you're not. You're way up there, not within the confines of NYC. You're not Harlem. You're not so, right yeah. there. You're way. You're way, way. Outside of New York. Why does everybody from Brooklyn think anything outside of Brooklyn is just the furthest thing in the world? Because it is. That's not true. If you live in Brooklyn, geographically, outside of Brooklyn geographically speaking, out of this world. Geographically speaking, where you live from Brooklyn is out of this world. 
Where I live from Brooklyn is literally 35. I don't ever. Nope. Ever. Nope. Literally not 35 nothing. Every time you invite a nigga from Brooklyn outside somewhere, they got to put it in maps and be like. Yeah. "Mm." You're dumb far. Y'all niggas be acting like 42nd Street is the end of the earth. And that's probably middle for everybody. But you niggas. Nah, Uptown is the end of the earth. And you're beyond Uptown. No, it's not. You're like way beyond Uptown. 125th is not even the... That's like the, the, the peak. Where it gets yeah, happy. and you and you and you peaked a peak. No, Mm-mm. I'm not doing this with you. Anyhow, anyhow, it's all right. That was your choice to move outside of what's going on here. Cool though. I'm in the mix. Okay. I'm a phone call. People like. I'm a phone call away from the mix. You're definitely not. Anybody that hears this and ever wants to get if up. Anybody, if you're in Brooklyn and you need, I'm a phone you call need someone, do not call Corey. From the mix. Because he's not, he's, not, he's not in the distance to respond to an emergency. I'm a phone call away from him. Call 911. I, I, I see the energy that this is starting, and I can tell this is going to be one of those. So I'm just going to get right into it. Um. I was today years old when I found out that Franklin was a Brit. Oh man! I knew that that. Op- that opening thing on Kimmel. You said you knew that. That's insane. If you said you knew that. Yeah, I saw. Uh- And that's how I have find. That's how I find out that he was a Brit. That's how I know. And that's what made me want to watch Snowfall even the more because it was like, yo, this dude is from Britain, and this LA accent is kind of killing. Well, he had Dub C as his dialect coach, so that kind of that will do it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did pretty good. I listened. Good. I listened to that uh, opening from Kimmel, his interview with Kimmel, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me how the British can do our accents very well, but Americans can't really do British accents that well. It makes me wonder you sometimes, just... like Americans are really stupid. Give Even... me a best British accent. Oi, uh, I like that. Nigga, <laughs> 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 you're gonna find me calling Americans stupid because you can't do British accent like giving your best British accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I was trying to catch you. Trying to catch you yeah, slipping. Yeah, yeah, it's all right though. But no, man. For the show to be that good, and probably one of my favorite scenes on TV, him telling Leon, I ain't going to ruin my business because you don't like how another nigga talk to you. Like, I can't take that scene serious no more. 
<laughs> Why? You lost respect? Damn it, Idris Elba, man. Stay, stay out of Hollywood. Prince be tough. Stay your asses out of Hollywood. They could have found the nigga from around the way to play Franklin. Nah. Nah. That's that's what makes it more riveting. Is like he's from across the pond. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that they should have just let twenty one seven. Twenty one Savage trying to be freaking Franklin Saint. <laughs> Oh man. Are you all caught up? I hope that wasn't the season uh serious finale, season finale, whatever. The finale last week? I hope that was I hope the, it wasn't. That was the finale. That was? Yeah. I yeah. The niggas I hope they don't start the uh their power. She's naive, but that episode was true. <laughs> nope. It wasn't. It was trash. It wasn't. It wasn't trash. They should have connected the dots at least to figure out how we got from him being shot to Christmas time. Um, maybe they'll come back to it. Maybe that would have been too like I don't know. I liked it. I like. I like where that episode went. I understand they were trying to do a what if, like what would have happened if he would have you know. I, I I appreciate that. Nigga, you could have threw that in the uh, episode early in the season. We didn't need that as a finale. Because you gave me 10 so minutes what, of actual finale. So what would you have liked in the finale? There was nothing to, like, she shot Franklin in the back. And it okay. is, what, like, what would you have, where, where would you have taken that episode if you were the director? First off. Or if you were the writer. I'm sure. How would you have written I'm that episode? I'm sure. John didn't tell niggas, yeah, so we're going to throw a party and in the house right next door, she's going to get off three shots and nobody's going to respond or move or anything. Well, LA, so like. But that makes it even more like, come on, fam. The house is full of cops. Three shots ring out and nobody responds. Nobody like nobody comes to check out and see what's going on. Not one soul. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe that's how he lived. I was expecting more of uh well is she was she dreaming? Did it really happen? I get that it really happened because he it show us him in Christmas time, but what was the I don't want the fourth season, if there is going to be one, to be built on telling that story. Because it feels like they rushed right past that to get to the point where it was like, Reed, I know who you are. We still got business together. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's pretty much the show. (laughs) That's what it is now. Like, he's in bed with the government. And that's... Mm -mm. I mean, it is what it is. We knew that's what it was going to come to. It was like, all right, he very quickly moved from just like street corner, nickel bag, whatever, whatever, to 
being an actual connect to actually being in bed with the government. It's like he's moved very quickly from just, you know, w- running around L.A. with that with that backpack and getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, we're here, so this is what it is. He's in bed with the government, and we got to go from here. And you, John Singleton probably passed by the, b- before they got to the season finale. I did appreciate that head nod to John Singleton. Um, yeah, the kid with uh, the camera? Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. I, I respect that. Because the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, that's supposed to be John. That's dope. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. So I, like I don't, we, we, it's really up in the air because rest in peace, John is gone. So we don't know how season four is going to go. It might be the last season because, you know, he's not, He's not here anymore. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's not much to me. I don't think it's not much else you can tell. It's just like, all right, he's selling crack. Government bought the crack into L.A. People are getting hip to it now. You see that with the um, the kid that kind of swindled him into the deal. I can't remember his name now. Um, so it's like, all right, people are getting hip to what's going on. Like where else does it go? You know what I mean. I I, I would imagine season four to be the last because John is not here. It's not much story left to tell. Mel is a crackhead. You know, it's just like Franklin's barely walking. Like what? I, what, I do what are you gonna do? I appreciate. Um, and you said this before. A series knowing when. Okay. Yeah, we've told the story. We brought it to this point. Now let's wrap it up. And move on. I hate when stuff is is drawn out more than it needs to be. You're right. We're yeah, here. like power. I think power is two seasons over overdue. Like Eli. Manning. <laughs> Niggas it's two seasons overdue to bench Eli Manning. Like y'all think can you not late. speed can you not speed through these <laughs> my bad <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, power is like power is like come on, the whole thing where and the back and forth between Angie being within the U.S. Attorney's office and this whole dynamic with Ghost trying to get out the streets, Tommy still holding on to the streets, Tasha, it was just like y'all dragging it, y'all really dragging it, and this season, in typical power fashion since the past couple seasons, it's just a a drag. It's like yeah, repeating the same stuff. It's like, come on, like what are we, what are we doing? Who wrote this? Who's writing these things? Fam, when Tariq went from not being able to supply his college dorm to now supplying the Italian mob, I was like, I'm I'm finished with these things. Yeah, I was like, what? How are you supplying the Italians? <laughs> the whole thing and you couldn't was... supply your college, but Yo, now your college. The whole thing with white boy and the girlfriend supposed to be like ghost Tasha and Tommy 2.0 it's like come on who wrote this I could hire me somebody said these niggas have been looking for ghosts for six seasons every day (laughs) and in the courtroom they let a hat (laughs) distract them from the nigga that they've been looking for for six seasons 
mean, that whole court scene was just like, all right, come on. Like, is this 007? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Fam. What are we doing here? This nigga Tommy had a whole full EMT truck, EMT uniforms. I was like, wait, what am I watching right now? Kidnap that woman just to, to shoot in the head. I'm like, what? What is this? Lala might be the worst actress. In Lala, the I love Lala. I love Lala. I love her story. I love her grind. I love that family. I really do. Dice, all of them. But. Yeah, I was waiting for the butt because, nigga, if you're a real mother and I can't buy you as a TV mom and you're an actual mother, something's wrong. Yeah, it's 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 hard to watch. It's hard to watch. I understand she's cool with 50, but nigga, y'all could have got keep Lala speaking parts to a minimum. <laughs> I mean, all the acting pretty much on that show is subpar to be, you know, generous. Um, the best one on there is like Lorenz Tate. Ghost is I, decent. I feel like they threw Lorenz a bone just because. Yeah. Yeah. You got to respect him for like, you know, his presence in black film and hood classics. But the rest of them, like Tasha overacts for the most part. Tariq is like, uh You don't call Tasha what she is, man. Tasha been hoeing since season one and niggas want to act like it's Jamie. That's the yeah. one that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, she has. She the one in a backseat, giving Sean a literate ass, uh, a little peep show. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Between that nigga and Tommy's current crew, the, the, the nigga with the long face, the tall nigga, I can't stand any scene any of these niggas are a part of. Yeah, Tommy's crew is ridiculous. The little, the little tiny one with the weasel face, like, all of this. <laughs> All of like that whole crew, Lala, Tasha is like the writing is terrible. This is nigga brings his nigga brings his girl to the stash house, and all of a sudden, oh, I think I just got an idea, nigga. If you don't stop, yeah, like come on, come on. Would you, you mentioned um. The being in bed with the government, and then he brought up the, the scene, and an old girl was in federal custody. That's the part that I can't get. Nigga, you're in federal custody, and they still got to you? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, it was like some 007. It's like James Bond, Tommy's James Bond now? Like, what? Since when? You a street hustler. Now you a. Uh, uh, kidnapping and I got all these elaborate plans to pull an informant from federal custody in a courthouse? What? Speaking of informants. Yeah. This this tune. Young Pharrell. Young Pusha T. It's a tough record. Sorry, nigga. Trying I'm to come trying. home. 
to come home. S N I T C H. Use a snitch. Fam. I got I got mixed. I feel like I should just let this rock. Pusha, you should get us uh, some concert tickets, nigga. Fucking <laughs> talk, you crazy up here. Fam, uh, we mentioned Daniel Hernandez up here before when everything first happened, but you know what my beef is? My beef is with the niggas who are surprised that he snitched. Mm-hmm. He's a real-life troll. You took a nigga that wasn't gang-affiliated, didn't yeah. have no street credentials, didn't make him get initiated. You just gave him a flag and was like, start repping. Yeah. Yeah. And when a nigga gets he's facing 47 years, you think he wasn't gonna tell? Yeah. He has no loyalty to those dudes. Those are not his mans. He didn't grow uh, up with them. Oh. He wasn't really gang affiliated like that. He wasn't in the trenches like that. He was just he was a plant. He was a gang plant. He was a social media troll. He's Showing himself to be a real life troll, sitting up on that stand, talking about Jim Jones and and everybody like, nigga. I saw I saw somebody post. Let me get this out the way because this young nigga wilding. But I am not a member of the Trey Nine. <laughs> I saw somebody post Mark Safe on Facebook. Mark Safe from Six Nine testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw everybody under. Like, bruh, you gotta chill. That nigga was like, yeah, uh, he has a blue suit on with a, a white tie. <laughs> His mom drives a Lexus. Got 50 miles on it. Like, <laughs> stuff they wasn't even asking. That nigga was, Yo, just, he was giving, just giving it, it up. Giving it up crazy. But you know what? The, the it, I want to have a conversation about snitching because are there rules if you are a civilian to snitching? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think snitching is only for your man's numb, your homies, your gang, people you was in the trenches with, people you grew up with, um, family. Uh, but like, if I'm walking down the block and I see somebody get shot, and I'm like, I don't have no loyalty to this nigga that was shooting this random person <laughs> in the leg. Like, you acting, I'm like, yeah, I saw him. <laughs> that ain't my man. Like, yeah, he out here lawless. Him. Him right there. Yeah, that was him. So let me ask you. You said your man's in him, your family. What if it's an instance where you see one of your friends' boyfriends or husbands or whatever have you um, doing something not supposed to be doing, but you're you're that's your man's the boyfriend as well or the husband as well. Are you snitching if you tell? I don't know. I think I fluctuated on on this topic. Over the years, um, I think I would tell because it's like if I if someone saw my husband out cheating, I would I would want to know. 
You know what I mean? So it's not, especially if she's my friend and I, I catch her husband or her boyfriend out. Yeah. If she's my friend. But if I don't really know her, like if the guy is my friend um, and I don't really like know his girlfriend and like we're out and he's doing some some crazy stuff then no, like, I don't know her, so it's like, whatever. But if he's with my friend, yeah, I would tell. Because I would expect her to do that for me. So that negates what you said about it being your man to them, then? Well, that's different. If both if both are your, your, your man's names, no, one's that, just to me, happening. Nah, to, me, that, to me, that's not sn- snitching is for, like, the law. Um, but if you're talking about like somebody's heart, you know what I mean, loyalty and and trust and time, you know, like you're investing time in someone and you trust someone and your heart is on the line and like that to me that's different. So girl code overrides. Yeah, she would have like you have the right to like if she's telling me she's in love with this dude and you know she's looking forward to marriage and children and blah 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 and. Like he's out here cheating. Of course I'm gonna, and that's my friend. Of course I'm gonna tell her. Like you're wasting your time because he's not where you are. And it would be her decision at that point. Like I'm not gonna keep forcing it on her, but I will give her that information and whatever she chooses to do with it, that's her business. But I will let her know, like, yo, he's out here. And if you wanna commit to that, if you wanna, you know, continue to invest time, energy, and love in that, then that's your business. But do know that he is out here. Like, I will do that, but I won't, like, beat a dead horse. Like, I'm not going to keep reminding her, like, he cheating, he cheating. No, I will let her know, and if she want to be with him, okay, cool. If not, that's also cool. But definitely, if that's my friend, I will give her that information. You said something, um, because I'm thinking in a literal sense. You said two different things. You said if he's not he's not where you are, and then you said he's out here cheating, because I feel like if you say to somebody, "Oh, he's not where you are," that's different than saying, "Oh, your man's out, your man's is out here cheating." But if you're saying it in the context of you would put both together and be like, "Oh, he's not where you are because, because he's cheating," he's yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, because I was about to be like, that still wouldn't be necessarily. Yeah, not that he's, like, not emotionally, as emotionally invested. Like, that's not, I wouldn't know that. But if the signs are there with him, like, you know, actually cheating or flirting with other, you know, girls in public or, you know, DMing chicks, stuff like that, that's behavior that I can, that's evidence to him not being on the same level emotionally as her. But um, if I don't see that, then I can't make that assessment or I can't come to that conclusion. I will only tell her that if I've actually seen him doing those things. Okay. Um, Would you have a problem if someone labeled you or called you a snitch? No. No. And why is that? And I'm I'm intrigued by your response because most people would be uproar. I mean, because we, we need people to speak up. 
like we live in a society where everything is like hush hush down low uh you know suppressing like no you need to speak up you need advocates if I see you doing something crazy, yeah, I'm going to say something to someone that I love. Yes, I'm going to say something. If I see you... No, in, in a general sense. If I, even... Yeah, if I see you committing a crime, yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably going to say... If the cops come to me, I'm probably going to say something. Because in the end, I don't really want to get implicated either. <laughs> There's going to be a meme of you on your phone... Five years from now, like uh, Becky that was calling on the lemonade people, there's going to be a meme of you on your phone telling on kids. And I can't wait to use it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not calling. I'm not, the woman, I'm not the woman at the barbecue. Like, there's some niggas out here doing something that they ain't supposed to be doing. No, I'm not that person. But if the cops come to me on some criminals, some criminal case or something, like, yeah, I'm going to start singing. Like, I don't want to be implicated talking about I was obstructing justice. No. I have a family. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not doing nobody's time. Like, nah. No. Sorry. Hey, bud. That's a double entendre. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> but my okay. So bring it back to this Takashi situation. I'm not. I'm not finished with our conversation because I actually like some of the points you brought up. Um, I feel like shoddy and the rest of these niggas, as street niggas, you can tell something was a little off. And I'm watching what I'm saying very carefully because. Something was off. You can't bring a nigga who's not involved in it and give him access to everything and think that he's not going to tell what he knows. Yeah, they probably they were probably like extorting him, getting money. There's a um, way you could have extorted him without having him know all of the operation because that nigga was singing yeah, there's this person that leaves from jail and this person that does this and this person that does and this person is like the, the president and then, like, that nigga knew too much. Yeah. If you were going to extort him, keep him, I'm gonna, I hate to use this term, but keep him like the, the blonde, inspiring my, model or actress that, you know, niggas be like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got, um, I'm, I'm, I'll manage you. Get a gig, but yet they pay a manager. <laughs> yeah, he knew a lot. Nigga, he knew way too much information. One to not be gang affiliated, and if you were only extorting him, there's no way in the world he should have known the structure, the run, how things were, the operation. Like teaching the nigga how to throw the sign correctly and telling him like yeah. what the operation was for, yeah. fam. At some point, you were asking to get told on. Yeah. They probably thought Every, it would never come to that, though. How? Everybody everybody who's been watching this from his, his rise has been saying, this kid's not it. He's not about that life. Yeah. He acted very well. 
That did. nigga needs a Tony or Oscar or something. <laughs> he did. He acted very well. But people from the beginning looked at him and was like, so ain't really about that. And how these niggas couldn't see that. And when, like, there's no way in the world they thought, okay, well, if it gets hot, that's going to be the nigga that's going to take the rap for us. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it like that, it, it was it was kind of silly. Shout out to Emory Jones, because that's a real one. Yeah. Yeah. For those that are like, Emory who? Emory Jones, the nigga that took the rap so that Jay didn't have to go to jail way back when. And now look at him. Damn, Emory... Emory came home and was set up to run the Puma operation, yep. the Rock Nation. Like, he came home to a pretty welcome home package. Yep. Thank you for your services. We got you. You can probably expect the same for Bobby and Rowdy when they come home. Yep. Granted, yep. it wasn't. It wasn't 47 years niggas was facing. But still, son, like, you can't get mad at the little Mexican nigga for being a little Mexican nigga that he is. Like, he was never about the street life. He Fact. never showed you niggas that he was, he was going to do time for you. Fact. That nigga said, I started cooperating the very next day. They picked me up on the 18th, <laughs> nigga, the 19th. I was ready to sign whatever paperwork. <laughs> I just wonder what kind of life he's gonna have. I just want you to know your you, yeah, you that's listening, your tax dollars are paying for his tattoo removal, his hair implants, if he has to get a face shape, because there's no way in the world they put that nigga like anywhere in the states looking the same way he does now. No yeah. way in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody. Has somebody anybody ever say, lived through wit, witness protection? Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that do. But if the right niggas are looking for you, there's no nothing. Nigga, you saw it in power. Witness protection. Look at that one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. Like how like what's the incentive for the government to like look after you once once you testified? And they have who they want. Like, what's their incentive for really looking out? I'm sure there's a pay scale that goes with, because uh, you need labor for round the, round the clock watching for him and his family. So I, I do think there's some, uh, there's that in the pay incentive for whoever's assigned to him. Yeah, I'd be like, that nigga slipped out the bag. I don't know. Fam, I saw somebody say Jim Jones, Jimmy Jones was at home rubbing Chrissy's mole, and then now he's all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, leave Chrissy's mole out of this. (laughs) Oh, man. Internet is wild, bro. 
Yo, these niggas are ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. And, uh, like, niggas was making it seem like, oh, well, Takashi this and Takashi that. I'm like, fam, I don't feel sorry for this nigga. I don't feel sorry for the niggas that he told on. Like, everybody involved in the situation was knowledgeable about what was happening and what was going on. Yeah. I think the niggas put too much stock in hoping that this little Mexican nigga that's running our oper- funding our operation is going to take the take the fall. Nah. Yeah, nah. Nah. Not like that. You, I, actually, if you would uh, feel the type of way if somebody labeled you a snitch and you said no. And I'm... I ask that because it, it's from a conversation that I listened to on T.I.'s uh, podcast um, about being labeled wrong. And he was saying how he doesn't necessarily like the term rapper now because it's like uh, white people use that to kind of minimalize what you do. He was talking to... um Ice Cube and LL Cool J. And he was pretty much saying, I, I, I'll use it as a little intermission at this point. Um, he was saying how, well, Ice Cube and LL were saying, well, we understand what you're saying, but you can't let them say, oh, well, he's a rapper. Okay, you're a rapper that does production. You're a rapper that acts. You're a rapper that does everything else. So your main gift opened the door for you to do everything else so, no, I'm not mad at being called a rapper. And T.I.'s thing was, nah, like, I feel like you're trying to slight me when you when you say I'm just a rapper. Does he provide context? Like, did someone just call him just a rapper, or this is just, like, random conversation? It was I, random wouldn't, conversation. I wouldn't know what to call T.I. either. If, it, if someone asked me, I'd be like, oh, the rapper from Atlanta. Like, I wouldn't know what else. I wouldn't know how else to label him. It was it was a random conversation, but he was pretty much the the starting point of the conversation was he didn't understand he didn't want rapping he didn't want to be classified as a rapper in this day and age because of all the BS of the rappers that's out right now. Like it's it's a it's one thing to take uh, ownership and um not ownership onus of your craft and like being really, really dedicated to what you do. Um, speaking to the rappers that grew up like his generation, the generation prior. But if you look at what's out right now, it's like, hell no, I don't want to be labeled a rapper with these niggas. Yeah, well, I think T.I. would have to do a little bit more if you don't want people to call him a rapper. But it's like when you, you think of when you think about like Jay Z, you don't call Jay Z like a rapper. You would call him like you say mogul. Uh, same thing for um, Dr. Dre. You would call him billionaire, mogul, entrepreneur. Dre, you wouldn't be like producer. Um, same thing for Cube. You like actor, entrepreneur. Same thing for LL. You know what I mean? It's like acting now. If he starts to do a bit, a little bit more, I think people would get away from just calling him a rapper. This podcast thing takes off for him. He could be, you know, uh, 
a media personality, whatever. Like then people will start calling him that. But I don't know what like what would Ti expect? We've only known him for rapping. Like of course we're just gonna be like rapper. You know what? I, I feel like where he was coming from. Is... Like the more than an athlete thing, like LeBron yeah been preaching about. Yeah, I get it, but. Like even now, you ask if someone asks me who's LeBron, I'd be like, he's a basketball player, because that's what he's doing right now. But once he retires, it'd be like, there'll be a litany of things I could, titles I could use for LeBron. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just be calling him a basketball player. But for me, for Ti, it's just like, oh, you was rapping, you went to jail, and you came back home, and you had a TV show, a reality TV show at that. It wasn't even like a real production type thing. So. I don't, I don't. I'm not with Ti on this one. Ain't nothing else out there to call you, bro, at the moment. But the, <clears throat> but he is more than a rapper. He's a very intellectual, thought-provoking dude, uh, family guy, entrepreneur. But he had to do a little bit more. How would you classify Killer Mike if you had to? If someone said, "Who's Killer Mike?" I would call him an activist. But you see how you see how you made that distinction because that's what he's been doing. He's an activist. But he's also a rapper. But people don't speak to the rapper. Because he's more he's more out there as the face of like his most recent project that he put out the joint on Netflix. But he's not really out there promoting himself musically. He's on other avenues right now. That's what I'm saying. For like T.I., if this podcast thing, and I'm sure it will because he's he's just a brilliant guy. And um, he already has a following. So I'm sure it'll take off. Then we could start throwing some other titles out there. But right now, it just seemed like Oh, we just last saw you rapping. That was it. He was rapping back and forth with Kanye just last summer. That that's kind of tricky, though. And I'm trying not to jump into the next conversation because you're you're jumping us all over in in a good way. But that's tricky. He was talking to Kanye. Would you not say that was more? activism like the start of his activism and that no okay no because Kanye asked him to go with him to the White House and he was like no but rightfully so so. that's not activism because true activism is you going anywhere wherever you need to go to get your point across to get heard to get change whatever to the White House you don't think Someone, especially of Kanye's caliber, showing up to the White House in a MAGA hat is sort of kind of why people stopped viewing him the way they did. And if T.I. would have went with him, that would have showed association, no? Um, Not really, because he's big enough to explain his position. How often in this day and age do people see a picture and are able to explain what the picture is versus 
people just seeing something and then just running with some, some sometimes it goes over to people's heads sometimes they're they just see the picture and that's it for Kanye Coon West specifically going with a MAGA hat and we already did the breakdown of him calling Donald his hero and all that other stuff. That's not, to me, that's not the same as Killer Mike going to the White House and having a conversation. Because Killer Mike didn't do the coonery. He was, I'm just saying, like, optics, Kanye made himself look bad. And if T.I. goes with Kanye and a picture's taken with Kanye and a MAGA hat, and T.I. cheesing next to Donald Trump, before any context is given about the picture, people are going to crucify T.I. Or anybody, any black person that would have been next to Kanye at that specific moment. Right or wrong? Well, you have to go, this is what we talked about with Jay-Z. Like, this was your argument for Jay-Z. You have to get a seat at the table in order to affect change. Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian, actually got people out of prison after being wrongfully convicted by going to sitting down, sitting down with Donald Trump. Now, that's more than a lot of us can say, because I don't know if I would have been able to do that, even in the name of activism. I'm just being honest. Like... I don't hate a lot of people. I try not to hate people because it's an unnecessary emotion that you have to carry. But I, I, I literally like hate Donald Trump, and I especially don't hate people that I don't know that I that I can't see physically on a daily basis. But I hate Donald Trump. So even if I was an activist, I can't even say myself that I would have gone and sat down with Donald Trump to talk to him, try to try to get anything done. So the fact that they were able to do that, kudos to them. And they sat down with the man and they got some people out of prison that was wrongfully convicted and served a lifetime, could have been a lifetime sentence, and now they're out free. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that was because he recognizes the celebrity in them like he sees in himself? Because you don't see him having those conversations with actual activists. If it's a celebrity, he doesn't mind ha- sitting down and having that... Um, sharing that spotlight, so to speak. He he's, he does. Van Jones has been there. Um, some black preachers have been there, like uh, John Gray. I remember he got crucified for going to sit down with, with Donald Trump. Um, so it's not the, the celebrity level of like a Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So he has, you know, talked to some black people on a little bit lower level. But that's the argument that everybody was making for Jay, signing that deal, that partnership deal with the NFL when there was a sector of people that couldn't understand how he could do that to Cap. Then there was a sector of people that was like, well, Cap thing is over. We need somebody that's going to be in there that look like us, is going to speak for us, is going to get some changes done. It was the same thing that Kanye did. I don't, so because it was Donald Trump, you can't, you can't switch your argument just because it was Trump. And I hate no, Trump no, I'm too, not switching and I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't really, I didn't like Kanye going up there with the MAGA hat either, but it's really the same thing. Here, here's where it's different, and I'm not switching my argument. 
You just said going up, going up there with the MAGA hat. All right, that's one thing. If Jay would have went up to an NFL meeting wearing a Confederate flag hat, that nigga would have had a lot of explaining to do for me as a fan. Because I would have been like, nigga, what? Because what that would have symbolized for me is, nigga, you have completely lost your mind. Kanye going up there with a MAGA hat, I understand what you were trying to do. You're trying to take the power from it. It wasn't the right time for that. It's the same thing. That's just that that that's just a little nuanced, whatever. That's your your beef with it. That's cool, but it's really it's really just the same thing. Kanye called the man his hero. That can't be the same thing as I'm trying to do a social social justice reform over here, and I'm saying to you, who who has a known issue with black people, that you're my hero. Kanye is also bipolar, clinically bipolar, so. Also, you can't really, it's hard to, people can say whatever they want, and it's hard to to say that that's actually what they believe. So I can say, I love you every day. I can just be saying that. But it's the action behind it that tells me, okay, she really does love Corey. So I don't really put a lot of stock into what like people say because people can say anything, they can believe it or not, especially in today's age. You got trolls, clout chasers. So people people will say anything. Kanye's crazy. He was crazy at that point. I don't know if he's still crazy now. He seemed like he's found Christ. Whatever. I don't know. The nigga was crazy. So he went up there with a MAGA hat and called Donald Trump his hero. Okay, he got some things done. He got some things done. It's the same thing that Jay-Z's doing. Jay-Z went into that office. He had a select media media crew there, um, journalists. Wasn't open to everybody. Um, he said some things that were not confirmed by the parties that he claimed he spoke to. So, like, people can pick their little bits and pieces of beef, whatever, on both sides. But on the surface, it was pretty much the same intent. We're going to go to an uncomfortable place and sit with some uncomfortable people in the name of activism, social justice, whatever, whatever. And we're going to try to get the ball rolling on some things. That's really what it boils down to for me. Does Kanye West not have a history of being solely about Kanye West? Yeah. Do you not think that these Sunday services were just a rollout for Kanye West? Um, I don't know. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> you mean to tell me with an album scheduled to be released September something called Jesus is King and you've been doing Sunday services for pretty much all summer leading up to this and now you went from outside to indoors to now churches. You don't think 
this is a rollout for Kanye West. Well, he's, I don't, like, it's hard to say because Kanye has done things before and people said, there's an album coming, there's an album coming, and then there was no album. This happened last year. He was supposed to have an album. Um, he was supposed to drop an album that Friday before he did the SNL. And then he went on SNL and he did that whole crazy rant at the end of the show. There was no album nowhere and it was supposed to be uh, an album. And no one heard a peep. We didn't like. We didn't hear anything else. And then he started doing those Sunday services at the top of the year. So I don't like. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say because I don't even think. It seems like the album he was trying to trying to do he couldn't get out. That's what my guess is because it was supposed to come in September and then it was supposed to come in November and then it was like. Nothing else from Kanye, and then he started doing like these church services. So I don't, I don't know if, like, is this a gospel album, or is it going to be like a coloring book type of thing? Is it going to go along with the Sunday service things? Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't care. The music is cool. People are enjoying themselves. Here's my thing. <clears throat> if Kanye has found God, I am elated for him. I'm happy. Huh? What was that? I said, if here's my thing. If Kanye has found God, I'm I'm elated for him. I'm actually very happy. If that if that's where he is right now. I'm, my it seemed like it, it seemed like he has. My issue is not that. Chance my said issue... that he introduced him. Chance said that he got him back into thinking about Christianity. So it wasn't just like, oh, here's a market. Let me go tap into it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe I'm not cynical enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm too naive. I don't know. I don't know. You know my. You know what my problem is? My problem is Kanye has a history of doing stuff. Optics, again. Kanye has a history of doing stuff that only benefits Kanye. And if there wasn't a tweet from his wife that had track listings and all that other stuff, if it, if, if it didn't seem like this was a build-up to an album, I would be like, this is awesome because he's, he's just getting the gospel out, right? That's where I would be. If it didn't have the look that he's doing this just to put out an album that may have gospel like connotations. So is it the fact it. that it's, it's the gospel com is is it is it bothering you that there's a gospel connotation to it or because that's that would be the whole point of being an artist is to do something fun, do something attractive, do something that's gonna get you some attention and then drop an album. Like, that's the name of the no. game. So does it bother you no. that it's in the name of Christ, or? What I think what bothers me, and this is 
my over analytical brain saying all right this is gonna be mad deep <laughs> but my over analytical brain saying the quickest way for a black community to get us to uh accept you back is to play the Christianity card. We're suckers for it as a race. And it's not to say, again, if he has changed, then that is perfect. But I don't I don't like feeling like this is a setup for something else. Like you're using you're using Christianity as a plight to get acceptance back. Because a year ago you were in a place where black people weren't you you were effectively canceled by black people. But to now do Sunday service and um all this other stuff as a lead up to an album, to me, that's like you're slapping us in the face again. Cause this whole thing started with you saying slavery was a choice. And then it just spiraled out of control. If you look at the timeline, it spirals out of control from that point. MAGA hat. People don't, like, black people just are are through with Kanye, and then he disappears from the scene, he comes back and it's Sunday service. At first, people weren't with it, and I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily believe the Sunday services were a lead-up to an I do think it was just something that he was, as a musician, as an artist, as a creative, that it was just something that he wanted to do. It started out in a little room, like a little soundstage type of vibe, something small, something intimate. And it just, when he did that Fred Hammond beat and everybody went crazy, that's actually when it started to take off. And then people started to really pay attention to it but that wasn't until like two months later. Kanye started those Sunday services in January. But that's him and thing. That dun dun dun. Everybody started to go crazy and started to really pay attention to what he was doing. But he had already been in the trenches with that Sunday service thing. Um. Nine months later, okay, maybe let's make an album. But I'm, I'm not mad at that. Not right now. Not until I see something else that'll distort my perception of this. <sighs> I guess we'll just have to see because we won't know until it shows itself. And knowing Kanye. That's always what happens is that it shows itself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, you said things that were seasons overdue. Uh, Kanye may be in a season where music is overdue. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, Giants telling Eli, come have a seat on the bench, player. Yeah. Two years. I thought it was going to happen week four. I ain't going to lie to you. I told people, yeah, we'll probably see a change week four. 
That nigga said, no, nah, fam. <laughs> I'll give you seven quarters. No, nah, fam. Do you yeah. care enough about Eli? Do I, 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 I really don't. I mean, I appreciate Eli for causing Brady to just only have six rings and not eight. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like he's – the nigga's average at best. His record is literally 116-116, so that's like average, the definition of it. Um, he has no playoff wins outside of those two Super Bowl um, runs. He has no quarterback records. He has no playoff records. He has no win records. He has, like, he has nothing. There's nothing special about Eli Manning except for those two playoff, those two Super Bowls. Um, the one with that crazy pass to Tyree that he caught off his helmet, and the other one, the Plexico, is just like, um, not Plexico, the the dude that name starts with an M. I can't think of it. Manahan. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, him. Um, but yeah, other than that, I feel like the Giants have been very gracious, very patient. <laughs> uh, very kind. They they traded away a lot of talent, you know, trying to appease Eli and that whole Manning organization. Um, but yeah, yeah, they passed on some really good quarterback drafts, thinking Eli was in it for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> Now they just got Daniel Jones, and you know, maybe he'll be good. We, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it's time. It's been time. It's been time, and he can't be mad. Like I don't. He hasn't really um, shown any attitude in the media. He's been very gracious about it. Um, I don't know what like what he's feeling behind the scenes, obviously. But like, you can't. You really can't be mad. You really can't. I'm not going to spend too much time on the Giants, but if you're the Giants GM, do you feel like maybe you could have drafted a better quarterback if uh, you knew eventually you were going to get Eli out of here? Um. Well, not this year because it wasn't really quarterback heavy. Uh, but maybe like in years past, that draft with like Sam Darnold and Josh – uh, Rosen and Josh Allen and Lamar, like, yeah, you pass on a few. Patty Mahomes, like you, like you passed on a few uh, quarterbacks. Sticking, to, he was Tom Brady or something. Um, so yeah, they just gonna have to make do with Daniel. Pass on Daniel Patty Mahomes. Mahomes. For Eli Manning, you got rid of some key pieces on your defense. You got rid of, got rid of Odell. It's like, all right, this is what you have. Deal with it. Nigga, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So the Giants will probably suck for the next ten years. Yeah, he's, it's it's a wrap for these niggas. Um, Giants fans, I'm not sorry for you, but um, yeah, well, they're here. the rich get richer. Last time I was up here, I tried my best not to say it, and I didn't say it, and it happened anyway. <laughs> it happened anyway.
Nigga, it, it, it happened anyway. Um, Antonio Brown is a patriot. Yeah, book him for number seven. That's just, Unless the Chiefs get Jalen Ramsey, I don't see anybody. Maybe the maybe the Ravens, because they have a really good defense. They have a solid offense. Um, Lamar can throw and he can run. So maybe the Ravens, but he's really young, and Bill Belichick is always good at like tricking those those types of quarterbacks out. But there's nobody else. <laughs> There's nobody, literally, there's nobody in the AFC able to beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game. I realize what it felt like to see people just mad at the Warriors, like when they went out and got Durant. Like, because it was like, you just won 73 games. Why do you need Kevin Durant? I understand what that felt like because when he went to the Patriots, I was like, nigga, why? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, well, you know he went to go to the Patriots before. Um, but the Patriots wanted him when the Steelers had first made mention of shopping Antonio. And yeah. they had offered a first rounder and the Steelers rejected it. So um, I'm pretty sure since then he was like, yeah, get, let me get, let me see how I can get to New England. And he had come up with a diabolical plan over the summer. And shot his way to New England. If that indeed was his plan, the sabotage, the Raiders to get that, that nigga said. But if that was his plan and it worked, like yeah, he got his, he got some guaranteed, he got some guaranteed coins. He's at a great organization. He has a great quarterback. More than likely going to the Super Bowl again, barring injuries. But if Jalen Rose, if they, if the Chiefs could get Jalen Rose then they're good because all they needed was some defensive stops last year in the AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes never touched the ball in overtime because they couldn't stop Tom Brady from going down the field. He don't have Gronk, so that's a, that's a weapon that, that's taken away. But then you get A.B. But if you can get Jalen Rose and, like, yo, you get number 17 and you stick with that nigga, I'm pretty sure they could do something with Edelman, like, come on, and Sony Michelle. You you mentioned so that's uh, the that's the only hope. Other than that, just whatever. I'm not even watching. You you mentioned quarterback bearing injuries and nigga. Let's just just right quick. Luck retired. Eli got benched. Sam Donald got mono. Foles got a broken collarbone. Breeze has a torn ligament. I like Cam, Cam has no timeline on his foot injury, and Big Ben has a season ending elbow. Injury. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Jets backup is out for the season. Trevor Simeon. Nigga, did you see I don't an know. ankle injury, a leg injury or something? Like ankle. I think he broke his ankle. I don't know what's worse. Uh, it's worse the Patriots playing a third string Jets quarterback or the Dolphins playing any National Football League team this year? Yeah, the Dolphins are clearly in tank mode. The Jets, I, I I feel really bad for the Jets. I feel bad for Bell because it's like you sat out a whole year last year and then you come, <laughs> you get the money that you want and then you go to a team and you lose your star quarterback and then you lose your backup quarterback and then you just pretty much playing with an accountant. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> That's gotta suck, but and the Dolphins like don't even show up. Like why y'all even showing up? Yeah, um, these these niggas are terrible. Who you got on a Sunday night game? Browns, Rams. I got the Rams. Yeah, I, I, that's a stupid. It was a stupid, even stupid choice. Browns, yeah. These niggas is all. Oh hype. yeah. Speaking of Sunday, multiple scoregasms. You guys wish me wish me luck. Going head to head with the commission. You're going to get your this and, work, and, my friend. And fantasy football this Sunday. I am two and zero. Oh. You are also correct. I am two and zero oh as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, the best I am man too wins. Old as well. uh, don't congratulate me already. Come on. At least put up a fight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you got a show before we dip, but yeah, it'll be plenty of trash talk uh, all day Sunday. All day when we come back up here, regardless of who wins. So let me get a show before we let, head out. Uh, the Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. I feel like I'm pretty late to the party because it's third season. Um, but yeah, pretty cool show. Uh, pretty insightful. A lot of hip hop history in it, obviously, based off the title. Um, but yeah, it held my attention for like all day today. Hip Hop Evolution. All right. On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Netflix and go top back. Okay. Uh, I'll say Netflix and go top back. But uh, get your excuses ready for Monday. Uh, if you're in line for iPhone 11, uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, send me those. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, you're right. Wow. Um, that's that's uh, wow. I'll I'll explain it to you uh-huh. at, a, at a later time. Yeah, you're I'll right. I'll explain it to you at a later time. Uh, but yeah, niggas, get your excuses ready. Uh, that's all I have. Catch you, niggas, next week. Uh, oh, yes, sir.